welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. In today's episode, I'm chatting with Gabby of Gabby Pinkerton Co. and learning all about how to up our Pinterest game to gain more traffic and inquiries to our inboxes. Gabby shares why Pinterest is one of the best kept secrets in the wedding industry and how we as wedding professionals, especially wedding photographers, should be using this powerful tool. A little bit about Gabby is that she is a Pinterest marketing and strategy consultant. Gabby helps wedding professionals grow their businesses to attract their ideal clients through Pinterest. Gabby also runs Cause We Can Events, which is a six-figure international wedding planning company. And I'm so excited she's here. It's a great episode full of lots of little nuggets, so you might want to listen twice and uh, write everything down. A few things to announce before we begin. We've got two brand new e-guides in our shop. An insider's guide to wedding submissions and the photographer's complete guide, a real wedding checklist. I created both of these guides to help wedding photographers who are struggling to get their weddings featured, as well as knowing what photos to capture on a real wedding day. They truly and honestly are companion guides, and I know that you guys are going to immediately feel more confident when you walk into your next wedding, and the next time you sit down to create your wedding submission for consideration, you're going to have no hesitation because you're going to know exactly what to do, what images to include, and how to create the perfect submission. So you can find out more about each of these guides by visiting www.twitchaday.com and click on the shop button. And while you're there, don't forget to read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. All right, you guys, I'm excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have Gabby on the line. Can you say hi? Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. I, as we're recording this, I'm sitting in my car, but it's a gloomy day and uh, I'm ready for this chat. Yeah, me too. So before we begin, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your business and how you got started? Sure. So my name is Gabby Pinkerton. Um, my first business is actually, I'm a destination wedding planner for adventurous couples. Um, I'm originally from Montreal, Canada, but I lived and moved in Cal- to California for, uh, lived there for about 10 years. My husband and I lived on a boat, which is a really fun fact about me. We were um, living on the boat for three years of our life. And actually there's a uh, episode of Tiny House Hunters that's us. So if you guys are ever watching HGTV Tiny House Hunters, I think it's episode, I want to say 103 of season six or something like that. It's called Surf or Turf, and it is my husband and I. So fun <laughs> fact about us. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, you know, I do destination weddings for adventurous couples, and 
the reason we're talking today is actually we're not talking about destination weddings, but we're talking about Pinterest. And um, the reason I have a second business that's all about Pinterest for wedding pros and you know managing your Pinterest account and also education about Pinterest is because we've managed to grow our wedding planning business into a six-figure, you know, destination, internationally recognized wedding business. And my, one of my number one, my top referrals, I guess I would say of clients is from Pinterest. And I think in the wedding world, it's still a very mysterious platform. So I'm, you know, super excited to share about my experience and, you know, give your listeners some tips too, because it's, it's still a mystery to a lot of people. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I actually taught a course in my uh, marketing workshop all about Pinterest. And it was like, you know, I guess it seemed pretty easy for me, but people are like, this is amazing. I didn't even yeah. know you could do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Pinterest is a hidden secret for wedding professionals and wedding photographers. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> you're familiar with it too, because we can dive deeper into it. Totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Pinterest. And, you know, why should wedding photographers and vendors be using Pinterest, you know, in general? Like, what what is the big deal? Well, so I think the first thing that people don't realize is Pinterest is a search engine, right? It's a visual search engine, as opposed to being a social media platform. And we'll sometimes talk about it as, you know, part of that whole social media app, whether, you know, combined with Instagram and Facebook, but really, when you break it down, and when you look at how it works, it's a search engine. So photographers have a huge advantage here. And of course, all vendors who have access to photos of their weddings or their work um, should be on the platform. But photographers, especially because you guys have unlimited numbers of photos, you guys have galleries and galleries worth of photos. So the idea is to get your work on this platform and put in proper search terms that will get your work found. And not only that, but once people find that image that you posted on Pinterest, if they click on it, it should take them directly to your website. And I think it's safe to say that not, you know, Instagram doesn't do that. Instagram requires you to, um, you know, go to your link in bio first in order to go to that link that you're talking about in your post. So this is a really quick way to get people onto your website. Yeah, I love that. And you don't need 10,000 followers to, to get them to go to your site. It's automatic. Correct. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. It's, it's not a social media platform also in the sense that it doesn't you don't need to be that social on there. You're not engaging with other people so much. You're not commenting on other people's posts. It's, it's a little more selfish, you know, it's a little more um, Google oriented and SEO oriented where you just have to put your, your own content. Um, and if people like it, then they should be led to your services and your product if that's what you're selling. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's more Google focused than, um, sort of user, you know, like interactions, like how many people follow you, you know, you're not consumed with how many people are following your boards, but you might be consumed with how many people are seeing your images and repinning your work and like other metrics, you know? Right, right. And yeah. I will say to, to that point, um, for a very long time, it's true, followers were not important. And I still believe they're not not to focus on that. However, this year, in particular, uh, Pinterest came out with like this new uh, we'll call it the algorithm update, um, but it's now encouraging people to go to each other's profile um, and follow. So basically what they did 
is they came out with this one feature called story pins. And it's very similar to an Instagram story where you put multiple photos or videos and you kind of swipe through it. But in, at the very end, uh, Pinterest automatically puts uh, kind of a screenshot of your profile and a button to go follow you on your profile. So it's with a story pin, you can't click to your website. You can't click through to a URL, but you can click through to your profile. And so the work around that to still get traffic to your website is basically the user, let's say your ideal client, um, would go through your story pin see the very last slide, which will lead them to your profile. And once they're on your profile, they can browse through all your other regular pins that all click back to your website. So not to be afraid of using story pins, even though there's no URL attached to it. Um, it's still, we still want to encourage people to go to your profile. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So now that we know, you know, what Pinterest is and why we should use it, um, you know, is it possible, you know, to create pins that get more traffic that turn into inquiries to your website? Yes, 100%. Um, and the, actually the best example of that, and the reason why I'm teaching this is because I've experienced this in a really great way. We had uh, a wedding that we did in Moab, Utah back in 2016. And we, I pinned the images. I added the images to my Pinterest account, not knowing what I was doing. And we are now four years later, four years later, and we are still getting regular traffic from these old pins to directly to my website. And I am not leading them to my inquiry form, however, because I do want them to be linked to something that is relevant from that photo, right? So if I'm featuring a photo of this Moab wedding, I want them to land on my website and see the full gallery or see the full blog post about that wedding. Um, but I still insert my contact form, you know, throughout the blog post. So yes, we are getting direct leads from these old pins. And that's the other cool thing about Pinterest is, you're not, uh, your, your images aren't getting lost after 24 hours, like Instagram, Instagram, you know, that photo just kind of loses engagement pretty soon after you post it, or at least within the day. Um, but Pinterest, it can pop back up, pop, oh, pop back up into a search, uh, a search on Pinterest if you keyworded it properly. So Yes, there are ways to kind of optimize pins and make sure they stand out and make sure the keywords are proper um, and are relevant to your content in order to get direct clicks to your website and therefore um, lead to an actual inquiry in your contact form. Yeah, I love that. It's so exciting. It's like an untapped hidden market for, yes. for, for marketing your business. It's, it, and the best part is that it's free. Right? Yeah. You, just, you just have to put in the time. It's really... Yeah you know, saying, okay, this week or this month, I'm focusing on Pinterest. How can I do X, Y, and Z? Let me hear this podcast. Let me talk to Gabby. And then it's like doing the work and then seeing the return come in and then getting excited and be like, okay, I'm going to keep doing more. I feel like once yes. I focus on Pinterest, I haven't done it because of like just life in general right now. But when I do, it's like, I'm getting like 300,000 views, 400,000 views. It's like, oh, this is incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the thing. It's a very, if for those who like the instant gratification, you do see your numbers change quickly. Um, and I think that's always really satisfying to see your analytics go up in a week. However, I always want to caution people. Uh, Pinterest is a marathon, not a sprint when it comes to a, it's it being a platform for growth. Um, like I said, we have these pins that now have been going strong for four years, but the first six months of them being on Pinterest, not much was happening. You also have to understand that Pinterest uh, have trends, right? So if you're posting about holiday engagement photos in June, maybe not too much is happening to drive traffic, but leave them there because come October, you'll probably see a spike in views. You know, a lot of people, that's when they're going to start searching that. So you'll see kind of the ebbs and flows uh, of these trends and your views will fluctuate a lot depending on what type of content you're putting on there. But it lasts for, it lasts for so much longer once it does get, you know, uh, pop popular, I guess, on the platform. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love it. It's a marathon. It's not a, it's mm-hmm. not a race. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So For people who are beginners who are listening, they're like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. Maybe, you know, could you share some of your best practices for developing your, their Pinterest accounts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the first good news I want to tell everybody who does feel overwhelmed is how little time you actually do need to be on the platform. So once upon a time when I started, Pinterest was like, we want you to pin 25 to 50 pins per day. And I was like, oh my my gosh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So good news to anybody starting in 2020. um, They're now saying two to five pins per day is great. Now, uh, what they mean by that is they still want two to five pins being new content. So what used to happen is people would sometimes reshare or what they call in the Pinterest world, repin old pins of theirs that were doing really well. So let's say, for example, my Moab wedding, I could reshare it again one day and consider that a pin. However, now they want brand new content every day. So don't go crazy. Don't feel like you have to do it every day. But if you can get two every other day or two new pins every third day, then that's amazing. And that's how you're going to grow, you know, slowly but steadily. Um, but that being said, once you do have your, your new profile uh, set up, I always like to tell people to make sure they first know who their target audience is. And I call that the ideal client. And I know a lot of people um, have their own way of figuring out who their target market is or ideal client or audience is. Um, But it's really important because it's going to change um, what your keywords are. Like, for example, I'm targeting adventurous couples. So I know that my style is very bohemian. I do a lot of desert stuff. So a lot of my keywords are stuff like desert wedding inspiration or desert bride or, you know, uh, adventurous couple outfits. Like those are keywords that are very niche market to my specific audience. So first things first, just figure out who you're targeting. Um, and if you're somebody who you're a wedding vendor who actually has a variety of styles, which is very, uh, possible, like a cake designer, or even a florist that services a lot of different events. If you're location based, then I encourage you to make your, um, keywords very location based oriented. So for example, Los Angeles, 
cake baker or um, pick a venue that you've worked at multiple times, like the eBell, you know, cake designs or uh, however you want to name it. But if, if for you finding a very specific style is a little hard, then think about your location. I love that. That's great. Um, so another thing I would say uh, is use a photo of your face instead of your logo. So one thing we've talked about is, you know, Pinterest is a search engine. So it's less about creating engaging conversations with others. And that also that's good for anybody who's a little more analytic and likes to just do keyword stuff. But it's a little harder because your ideal clients are going to have a little bit of trouble getting to know you, right? They're able to see your work, but they don't get to hear about your personality or who you are, what you like to do. So I just say, this is uh, the photo in your profile is one of the few places that clients are going to be able to put a face to the name or a face to your work. So as much as you can, I encourage you to put a photo of yourself um, or a photo of yourself and your work. Like I have a balloon designer as a client. So I encourage her to put like a one, her crafting her balloons or something like that, but put that as your profile picture. Yeah. I say the same thing with Instagram. It's too for my, my uh, coaching clients. I'm like, nobody wants to get friendly with your logo. They want to see your face. <laughs> like, Agreed. Yeah. Use your face. It's good. Yep. Yep. It helps a lot. Um, and I have two other tips for you guys are just getting started. So one is focus on pinning vertical images. Um, not to say that horizontals aren't going to do well. I have some horizontals that are done really well, but it was also based off of my keywords. Um, the reason verticals are preferred on Pinterest is because they take up a lot more space on the Pinterest homepage. So if you ever scroll through Pinterest, just do that after you listen to this podcast um, and scroll through and see the sizes of the images that pop up. So you'll see a few horizontals sprinkled in there and they're just a lot smaller. And I think it's just a little bit harder to catch people's um, capture their attention. So they kind of, Pinterest recommends like a two to three ratio for pinning. Um, and that's about like a thousand pixel by 1500, I guess a thousand wide by 1500 pixels tall. So try that if you're just getting started. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, and then last but not least, believe it or not, we encourage you to use hashtags. So um, not 30, but typically about three to five. I stick around three. It's my happy place. Um, but when you are writing your Pinterest descriptions, you should basically be describing um, a little bit more about the pin and thinking about those keywords that your ideal client would be searching in that search bar in order to find that photo. So you can sometimes be descriptive in terms of the location. Uh, perhaps you want to describe the style that you see in the photo, but think about what would your ideal client search in order to get to that photo? And then right below all of my, my uh, couple sentences of description, I add three hashtags. And sometimes it is location-based. So I'll do, let's say, hashtag Moab wedding or hashtag desert wedding. Um, but sometimes it'll be uh, a little more specific, like hashtag llama themed birthday or, uh, <laughs> you know, one-year-old cake design or something like that. So I think hashtags where you can play with it a little bit more. Um, Pinterest has said that they are useful for being, you know, coming up in search results. So 
play with it and see if maybe if you have a few pins where you've used one or this one or more of the same hashtags, are they gaining popularity? And if so, continue, you know, think of using those ones again. I love that. Now, have you had any pins go viral? Um, yes. And so the, it's hilarious that this, I'm so bummed that this is the pin that went viral, but I've talked to a few <laughs> other people. I've talked to a few other people that have had the same experience. What is typically going to, typically going to happen is that you're, pin that's going to go viral is going to be like a pretty mediocre pin, but it is something that a lot of people are searching. And so for me, it was actually just like, um, the upper half of a groom. He was, it was just, he's in this Navy blue suit with a tie and a boutonniere and he's just looking down and I think holding like the collar of his jacket. And it's literally just the top half of this guy. And I, my caption was very simple. It was like handsome groom in Navy blue suit with light blue tie. And that was it. And I had a couple hashtags in there, like hashtag Navy suit. And it took off and it, Jane, it's still getting pinned to this day. And I'm so tired of it getting pinned. <laughs> um, but because it has nothing to do with my work, right? It has nothing to do with my adventurous destination weddings. However, I am using it to my advantage and I use that image and create new pins. So I'll use that image and I'll maybe add some text overlay on it and I'll link it to my website or I'll, I'll use it in a collage image and I'll link that to my, to my website. So I realized that, you know what, Hey, if it's not the look that I wanted, it's okay. I can still drive traffic to my website and amongst the people that will land on my website, there will still be a handful of ideal clients in there. So it's worth a shot. And I've uh, chatted with a couple other wedding planners who had, you know, very boring, mediocre, outdated, you know, wedding photos go viral. But we were like, you know what, let's just drive traffic to our website anyway. And there's got to be a small percentage of those people that'll convert into clients. Yeah. And it, I, and I'm pretty sure it's happened. Yeah, that's awesome. No, yeah, I love using it for your advantage. It's always the pins that you're like eh. or like I think with photographers and people who are listening it's like you I always you always happen to include one photo that you're like ah it's all right <laughs> and that is seriously the couple's favorite photo and you're like oh my it's god <laughs> isn't that hilarious yeah, I, it, it always thing. happens yeah and we're looking at it with a professional eye but we have to realize that to the untrained eye or to you know on Pinterest it is a worldwide platform not everybody is the style that is ideal to us but they might land on our photo anyway and so what the heck let's get them over to yeah, our website I you love know that. so I wanted to ask so let's say you have a pin and this is a good segue like you have a pin that's doing well, um, it's picking up speed, you know, how can you take that pin and I don't know, zhuzh it up to get more traffic? Is that possible once it's live? Okay. So the actual pin itself, once it's already going, don't touch it. However, um, you could add it to a group board or a Tailwind tribe. And so for those who aren't familiar, Tailwind is an app that's used as a Pinterest scheduler. So I use it um, and it is how I can avoid going onto Pinterest every single day. So I will create, you know, a handful of pins for the week and I'll schedule them out two per day, 
And then I can check back on the platform and, you know, next week or a couple, excuse me, a couple weeks after that. So, sorry, I have a cough. I have to get rid of here. <coughs> excuse me. That's okay. So, um, if you do have uh, the option, if you do have Tailwind, there is a, a uh, feature in Tailwind called Tailwind Tribes. And what happens is you can opt to add your pin to a tribe, which is basically a group, like a group board with everybody has a similar interest. So, I have one called Adventurous Weddings and Elopements. And we have like a, I don't know, we only have maybe like 40 people on that tribe. But the cool thing is when I add my photo to the tribe and if somebody is looking around and like, ooh, this photo would actually really complement my my board, I'm going to repin it to my own board. So now my pin is exposed to their audience. So you could see how it could really help you grow quickly and show your image um, to a, a well, you know, way bigger audience. And the cool thing is, is they can't change where that pin is coming from. So it will still always lead back to your website. Um, and some people might ask, well, why would I want to put someone else's content on my own boards? Right. Um, well, Pinterest, you know, we said it's still some type of social platform. So they still like to see that you are collaborating with other people and that you are showing your audience quality pins, uh, of other people. Um, I would say about make it about 80% your own content and some like 20% of other people's content, but make sure that it is relevant to your audience. So don't go add a recipe, you know, to your wedding photo inspiration board. Uh, it's not going to make any sense. Right, right. So, yeah. So you can really help your pin, give your pins a boost by, you know, sharing them to something like Tailwind Tribes or group boards. Okay. So, so now that we have like these pins and we've added them to the tribe and we're using Tailwind, which I love. I love Tailwind. I always recommend them. And we'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can click on it and see what they're about and, and join. Um, you know, what percentage of pins would you say, you know, I think since you have a really good example, turn from leads to, you know, inquiries into leads, maybe into bookings. Like what does that percentage um, look like for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'd say for us, our... Okay. So I think our number one refer is venues. We have a lot of venues that recommend us. So we get a lot of clients that book, not just inquiries, but actual bookings, um, that come from those venues. I, and I then would say that the remaining, so let's say 50% probably come from venues. Um, and then from the remaining 50%, I would say 25% come from that combination of Pinterest and Google. And the reason I put them together is because Pinterest can pop up in your Google search as well. So if you've ever looked up like even an image like wedding cake inspiration on Google, uh, top images from Pinterest will show up as links. So when our when we ask our clients, how did you find us? Sometimes they say Google, but when we talk to them, they're like, oh yeah, this one image from the Moab wedding popped up on Google. And I was like, oh, but did it link you to my Pinterest? And they're like, yeah. So sometimes it's a little tricky figuring out, well, where did it come from? Is it Google or Pinterest? So I kind of link them both together. And I would say a good 25% uh, for us comes 
from that combination for sure. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. And that's why tracking your inquiries and where your leads are coming from is really important. So if you guys don't do that, I'd highly, highly recommend that you do. So I think this is like, I'm like so excited. I'm like, I have to go back to my Pinterest right now and like get, get (laughs) tailwind going again. But you know, can you share, I think it's really helpful for people. Um, you know, maybe your five, uh, do's and don'ts for Pinterest. So people who are like, okay, but my board's a mess or I don't want to get started. Maybe just like some five, you know, do's and don'ts to help them get started. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't, it's funny because you did send me this question ahead of time and I wrote five of a, a combo of a total of five. So I don't have five do's and five oh, don'ts, no, it's but perfect. I might. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay, so I was going to say, <laughs> I alternate between a do and a don't, perfect. but we can always add to I it. I love it. Um, so, okay, one of my, my first thing is I would say, do be descriptive in all areas where you can enter text. So what I mean by that is Pinterest gives you a variety of places where you can add words. So that could be your profile name. That could be your profile description, your pin title, your pin description, your board title, and your board description. And all of these areas are really great opportunities for you to insert your keywords that are uh, specific to your ideal client. So I do recommend don't keyword stuff. So that would mean doing, uh, let's say wedding photography, comma, destination wedding photographer, comma, you know, like comma, comma, comma. But I would say turn it into a little bit more of a conversational uh, paragraph. So in your own description, tell people, you know, who your ideal client is, what you do, uh, what location you service, or, um, you know, what you specialize in. So have that conversation a little bit with them so they, they can connect with you a little bit and you're not just a robot with keywords. So I say take full advantage of the, those text areas. Um, don't pin directly from Instagram unless you change your caption. So a cool thing that happened, I want to say probably a couple years ago, but you can connect uh, your Instagram directly to Pinterest. And I use Tailwind in order to do that, but you can really link, if you're somebody who's brand new to the industry and you maybe don't have your website set up, but you're like, I want to get on Pinterest ASAP, as you should, um, connect, think about connecting your Instagram to Pinterest, but make sure you change your caption once it goes over to Pinterest, because as you guys know, you know, Instagram is a little bit more of like storytelling and connecting with your audience with something personal, perhaps, or, uh, you use 30 hashtags, whereas Pinterest, you're just getting specific with those long tail keywords and you want to create a little bit of a conversation, but not necessarily have to do this micro blog on, on your caption. So make sure you switch up, uh, that caption. And the other thing with Instagram, uh, it will pin a square image. And we talked about earlier that verticals are preferred. So I only say use Instagram, like use Instagram to Pinterest only if you have to at the beginning, or if you had like an amazing photo that, did so well on Instagram and you want to try it as a square on Pinterest, then by all means, give it a shot, but just try to, to just make it a temporary thing. If you have to, um, do 
pinned directly from your blog, however. So I would say that is the best way to get started in order to drive traffic to your website is if you have a blog post that's even like five tips or X or a wedding feature of, you know, a wedding you just did um, in the city or, you know, something like that, that you can easily create a few pins for. And that could be the, the very photos that you're, that are in your blog post, or it can be brand new photos that you create on Canva. Cause that's a way you can just add an image and create, you know, put some text overlay on top. Um, you can add those and link it directly back to that blog post. And I like to say here to make sure that you are truly linking back to the unique blog URL as opposed to your blog homepage. Because one thing is Pinterest users, when they see something they like, they want to click through and they want to click directly to what that image was. So don't send them on a wild goose chase looking for that blog post on your homepage. Send them directly to that blog post. Yeah, that's a very, you don't want to make anyone frustrated with you before they even work with them. Correct. Yep. Um, don't worry about your monthly views as much. So I think the important thing here is, like I said earlier, they, your view, your monthly views fluctuate a lot. Um, and it's fun to see them grow. And I do think it's a, a really good, you know, encouraging stat to look at. However, don't be freaked out if they drop all of a sudden, because those views are going to fluctuate on how well a certain pin is doing. And like I said, if you have a pin that did really well around Christmas time and you got a million views on your page and then come July, you're down to 300,000, it doesn't mean you're not getting clicks back to your website. It just means that that one pin that was good for Christmas isn't so popular in the middle of the summer. So keep that in mind. It is always great to look at your numbers, but don't obsess over your monthly views. Yeah, this is really good advice. Um, and last but not least, do use a scheduler. And I think we talked about that a little bit. And I know you love using Tailwind too. Um, use a scheduler so you don't have to feel panicked every day about posting. Um, I try to do like 10 pins per week. I do them all at once, get them ready. I know what my blog post is going to be about. And in fact, if I don't have a blog post, a brand new blog post going out that week, I just create brand new pins for an old blog post. So I'll maybe use some of the photos from a blog post and I'll just move them around, create a collage, put some text overlay, maybe add my logo in the corner. And then voila, I have a brand new pin. So don't, you know, just take your time, create them in, in a batch and then schedule them out. And then you have the week off. At least. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then you also recommended Canva and I'm obsessed with Canva. So I think that's yes. such a great tool and they have a free account for you guys who are listening, but I definitely recommend the pro um, because you can save your logo, your colors, your fonts, and it just makes, um, it makes making your consecutive branding really, really easy and simple. And if you have people that work with you, like my VA uses it for me, um, it's just easy to like have a team and have everything be concise and I'm very uniform. I like it all to look the same. So I love Canva for that. Agreed. Yeah. We use the pro version on our team too. It's just so helpful. Yeah. Okay, so what if somebody wants, you know, to work with you or like have you help them do their Pinterest? Do you, do you offer options like that? Yeah, so what we offer right now, there are a couple things. Um, we, depending how involved you are as a business owner, if you would like to learn how to do it and then implement yourself, I have an e-course that's Pinterest for Wedding Pros. Um, 
But if you're someone who's like, take my Pinterest and run with it, we do offer monthly management packages, uh, packages as well. And I also do a profile analysis for people who are like, I just need you to tell me how to get started. And then I'm going to run with your recommendation. So it's kind of a recorded video of me analyzing their profile, making edits to it and recommending um, or suggesting edits, I suppose, and then sending them that video. We do like a 30 minute follow-up call to make sure everything is understood and ask any questions, but then they run with it and they can manage it on their own. So yeah, we do have a couple levels of, of involvement. It's just something that, gosh, I, I started this year and I love talking about Pinterest. That's awesome. Yeah. I actually have your course. I think it was in one of my bundles that I bought. And I think that's how I found, found yes. out about you. And then we're in a couple of the groups together. So I was like, yeah, I'm so excited that you're on the show. So this has been perfect. Gabby, thank you so much. This is awesome. I feel like everyone is going to listen to this two or three times to write down all the helpful hints uh, and tips that you shared. Uh, So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. This is, I mean, like I said, I could talk about this all day. So at some point you have to cut me off well, but yeah. right now. So let's tell everybody, good. <laughs> let's tell everybody uh, where they can find out more about you, um, your services and say hello online. Yes. My website is gabbypinkerton.com. That's G-A-B-B-Y-P-I-N-K-E-R-T-O-N.com. And I think you always link it in the yes. show notes. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Gabby Pinkerton. And every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, I do an Instagram live Q&A time. So any Pinterest question that you have, I don't care how personal it is to your account, come over, ask me your question. Um, if I don't know the answer, I look into it and I get back to you the following week, but it's something that's been really fun to do. And I learn from others as they ask their questions too. So come on over. That's awesome. I didn't know you do that. So cool. Oh, that's great. So is just on, just before we go on your main website, do you have, I know it's, that's for the weddings or that's for the Pinterest stuff? That's for the Pinterest. Yeah. GabbyPinkerton.com is all okay. Pinterest. Um, anything wedding related is my cause we can events okay, branch. Perfect. Just want to make sure. So that will all yep. be um, posted in the show notes. You guys can just swipe up right now, click on the links and say hello to Gabby. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kirshner and I'll share it in line. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share an